Hello, everyone. This is Vito here, your host for the Student Counselor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. I'm a clinical mental health counselor student based out of Florida, looking to connect with other current students or those looking to be in this field in the future. If you haven't done so yet, please follow me on Instagram at Student Counselor Podcast. Actually, that's student.counselor.podcast. And let me know where you are in your journey. I do look forward to connecting with you. Today, we're going to be talking about the mental health industry and how it continues to grow. So let's get started. In recent years, mental health has grown tremendously and it's more accessible than ever. You can talk to a mental health professional from the comfort of your home by simply using an app on your phone. Although counseling is something that existed for years, mental health counseling is still a relatively new profession, the profession I'm in. So there, there's a big overlap between what mental health counselors can do and other behavioral health science providers such as social workers, marriage and family therapists, and psychologists, and you know, psychiatrists, and even and, and more. Um, all of these professions, they can provide counseling and, and therapy uh, to people, but with the increase of mental health counselors across the country in the U.S., you know, people have more professional options when seeking counseling and therapy. Today we're going to be talking about how mental health counselors and the mental health industry as a whole has grown in recent years and how it's going to, to continue to expand in the years to come. This can be inspiring for those that are already in the field, just kind of getting some reassurance uh, about the path that they chose, or for those who are looking to start you know, a similar program in, in this field you know, in either next year in 2022 or in the near future. Since I'm a mental health counselor student, I'm going to I'm going to go in depth and expand the growth of this field in particular. But I also will be comparing, you know, throughout this episode, some statistics in other fields such as social worker, marriage and family therapists, and psychologists. Okay, so what is a clinical mental health counselor? What is it that I do? So. The American Counseling Association defines counseling as the professional relationship that empowers diverse individuals, families, and groups to accomplish mental health, wellness, education, and career goals. So this is strictly from the American Counseling Association, and that's how they define counseling. So essentially, we're, provide, essentially we're providers who treat and advise people who suffer from mental health or behavioral disorders. Mental health counselors can provide treatment to individuals, families, and groups in you know different settings, such as you know mental health institutes or private practice. They can treat uh, several mental health illnesses, such as you know anxiety, depression, uh, with other you know emotional health issues as well. Uh, they can deal with relationship problems and also again, as mentioned, career guidance. So. Basically, mental health counselors evaluate, recommend, and guide clients by identifying behaviors and providing the right treatment plan for each client. Um, this field in general, you know, I mean mental health in general has extremely grown throughout the years. You know, just my thoughts on it, you know, and again, this is just my opinion. 
I feel like the our generation, my my own and including the generations that came afterwards are just more open to, to seeking professional help to, to talk about you know, emotional problems and well-being. They just feel like that's just more normal. It's just the kind of generation that we grew up in and you know it, it, it could be several factors that that lead to that you know um, but yeah it's just we are more open to spending money with these kind of things and the importance of it all you know needless to say you know and not, I'm not saying that elderly people today or they don't you know seek mental health counselors or any kind of therapy in general I just feel like you know through my perspective that people are nowadays are way more comfortable seeking help and talking about it. So even those from previous generations, this time around, some of them are way more open to doing it compared to when they were younger. It's probably something that wasn't as talked about before. So, and then most recently with COVID, we had a growth in mental health as well. There's more mental health services available online. Essentially, you know, everything kind of became online at that point and, and mental health was already something that existed via telemedicine, you know, but with that, with everyone being home, everyone working from home and all these different companies uh, and then just going through the stress of living through COVID, either you had family members that were sick or you got affected financially, you know, there's just a lot of things happening at that point and mental health has grown even more you know in in the very recent years I, I hear it all the time i heard it from my uh i heard it during school when i did my initial interview to get into the school i heard it in my first couple of classes this semester that just passed you know a few professors mentioned it uh you know just how much it has grown the last two to three years you know uh mental health in general in all of these fields not just mental health counselors and it's something I've heard even from my therapist, you know, it's just something that you see. It's it's normal. It's more accessible than ever. Uh, people have more time for it. They're more open to it. So, yeah, it's just in general, it has been, you know, it has grown. Uh, the mental health counseling profession actually expects much, uh, expects a growth much faster than average. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, from 2019 to 2029, there should be an increase of 25%. 25% should be the increase of jobs for mental health counselors. So that's a pretty, <laughs> it's pretty fast. It's growing a lot. And again, mental health counselor, as I mentioned, being it's a newer profession and their work kind of correlates with others in the field, such as social workers, marriage and family therapists, psychologists, and things like that. You know, it it's still, as you're going to see, and I'm going to talk about here, it's still the field that ex expects, expects much more growth comparing to these other ones. So, And with growth, of course, it comes more opportunities and more money <laughs> to be made in this field. Um, and the salary part is really interesting to me, you know, when considering, you know, mental health counselors alone. Um, just because if you just go ahead and, and search on Google mental health counselor average salary, the number is really not, it's really not that good. You know, it's actually very low. And then considering the importance of mental health and how you feel like these providers are essential and, you know, the number that's, that you see is, 
sometimes you may think it's it's crazy it's probably not accurate you know and and it's I've been talking to people recently about this um, people in the field I again in school as well uh, I had a professor where I had the, the ability of ask her that question during class when we kind of had an open setting uh, where we were just all asking questions during my uh, intro to counseling class there was a day that we literally just we're asking the, the professor all of these questions about the field in general. And I, I thought that was an awesome uh, class, actually. And we spent like probably like 30 minutes or more on it just discussing any questions at all people had about the profession and things like that. So, but yeah, and we talked about salary as well. And one of the things that you hear, and it's very common, and even again, when you do the searches online, most of the time, just the numbers you're hearing from other people, most of the times the searches you're finding, you know, it really just talks about the salary for those in positions in like agencies or, you know, or other, you know, mental health institutes or working at a hospital in, you know, in all of these kinds of setting, uh, settings. That's really where you're getting those average salaries, those average numbers, you know. People are in private practice because it's your own private practice and you handle it to the best way that you can. And you're gonna advertisement, you're gonna advertise it different than someone else because again, it's it's your own private practice, it's your own business, you know. The opportunities are kind of endless at that point. Um, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, in private practice, you're gonna make this amount guaranteed. I can't say that one because I'm not even a licensed professional yet. I don't have my own private practice and I have no idea <laughs> how much I can make. But I've done my research. I, I've seen different, um, you know, videos online. I, I've searched in different platforms online. Again, I spoke to other people, some people in the field. Uh, I've, I've actually have my experience for my own job, which I'm going to talk to you a little bit about here in a second as well and what I do now in my current position. Uh, so yeah, I, I've, I've been asking, I've been talking about this and the, the salaries that you see online and the number that people kind of average at are typically those working in hospitals or working in, you know, in different mental health institutes and agencies and things like that. You know, when it, when you get outside of that and you're doing your own private practice, again, being it's your own business, how you handle it, it's going to be different than everyone else and how much you work really depends on you. Uh, of course, you need clients coming in, but you also kind of create your own schedule and you can be more flexible and then you can be doing that along with something else. So considering those things, putting those things together, it's really hard to say, hey, mental health counselors are going to make this much. Mental health counselors are going to make this much because it really depends in what setting you're working in, especially when it comes to private practice. So. On this episode, I'm not going to talk about numbers at all. You're welcome to do your own research at that point. I've, you know, there's numbers on the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics. You can search on there. You can do other researches online. Talk to other people. I encourage that as well. And again, you're going to hear <laughs> a lot of different responses, which is good. Uh, it's a good thing. It really, what I always think, you know, as far as private private practice, what I always, you know, tell myself is that. I'm going to make the difference, you know, I need to be the dif the differentiator, <laughs> the person that is going to be able to make a living out of my own private practice. And that's what I hope. That is my goal, <laughs> you know, to 
to be able to to live you know working in private practice that's that's what i want in my future you know so the other thing i wanted to talk about um i actually work as a healthcare recruiter and i've been doing this for the last three years i started in a small uh, company here in florida where you know the, the owners were highly experienced highly knowledgeable and they were when we, when i started it was just four of us right before right before COVID, <laughs> well, not right before COVID, but you know, in 2019, I had no idea about the field. I had no knowledge about recruiting. I was just finishing my bachelor's degree and I was just looking to, to you know, to see what I was gonna do with my bachelor's degree in psychology, because of course I couldn't be a therapist and the positions that were in that field, such as I, I was offered a different position I, in a crisis center uh, you know, there's different opportunities out there to be in the mental health world, but unfortunately with a bachelor's, I wasn't going to make as much and I needed a, to, under, you know, to make a decision at that point. What field do I want to go into after I finish my bachelor's? Do I want to go into a, a mental health field already from the start just to have experience or do I want to go into something else related to helping people, you know? and be able to make more and be more financially stable, you know, to provide for my family, to set up my future, you know, with my family. So that's what I did. I went into recruiting. I, I thought it was basically the best of both worlds because I'll be helping people find jobs. I'll be helping community fulfill those open positions, you know, making sure their hospitals and clinics were, you know, filled and there was no needs pending and things like that. So when looking through that perspective, I was still in helping world uh and also a commissions driven sales world as well and, and making uh more money on that so so part of my job is not only to speak to candidates about positions but is also looking for clients so i'm constantly communicating with clients across the country you know uh to see if we can get an agreement in place and talk to them about our services so we can you know help them find you know fill those positions you know and i started to notice that the salaries for lcsws and mental health counselors and sometimes some clients just ask for lpcs you know professional counselors you know licensed professional counselors um it really just depended on the area or what kind of needs they had so but those three in general you know just counselor and social workers in general the salary that was offered to them was just extremely low and, and these are master level clinicians you know who are treating mental health disorders and mental health issues and illnesses it's <laughs> it's not an easy job what we do all these people do it's really not an easy job you know and when i started to look at those salaries and again i'm not going to give numbers here that is not my goal it's just strictly my perspective from it all and the, the the exact numbers don't matter i encourage you to go search it on your own and kind of get a perspective for yourself but again through my experience as a healthcare recruiter i started to notice that the salary that you know most of our clients were offering because of their budget and what they could you know afford were not high and that's most of the time when i got a chance to spoke to can to speak to candidates about those positions most of them saying, yeah, unfortunately, that's not high. Unfortunately, that's too low. And 
what I started to notice as well upon having conversations with, you know, people and, you know, seeking positions in, in, in this field, I started to notice them. Now I'm in private practice. A lot of them, no, I'm in private practice. No, I'm in private practice. Or no, I'm not interested in doing this now. I'm interested in opening my own private practice soon. I'm focusing on that. And I just started hearing and hearing that, you know, <laughs> again, with, and this is with people across the country. This is not just people in Florida. We recruit people nationwide. So at the same time I'm talking to clients and they're giving me their ranges for their salaries. And again, it varies from state to state. Uh, but in general, it's typically very low. And these people were not comfortable or excited for these positions because of that most of the time. <laughs> if, if I were to say probably seven out of 10 were not comfortable because of the salary ranges offered. And most wanted to either talk about private practice or they were already in private practice or, you know, looking to get into private practice in the future. So I started to notice that trend and I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. And that's why it got me thinking. I was like, oh man, I'm in this field now. I mean, I've been looking for programs like that doesn't sound exciting. Like, you know, I want to be live a comfortable life. I love this field. I love what it stands for and what it does. And my goal is to be a therapist and help people and talk with them about their issues and things like that but then when I started looking at the numbers it, it kind of made me concerned I have to say um, and then I remember on that again intro to counseling class it was the first class that I took this year my first semester and we had a class where we were just talking and asking the, the professor questions that was one of the questions that I asked I was like hey What's really, what do you think about the salary ranges offered at these, you know, hospitals and clinics compared to what you can make in private practice? And the response that I got was simply that, hey, private practice, it's private. Most of these people, one, are not reporting their numbers exactly, <laughs> you know, and where, again, it's not something that you can find easily on the internet because they're self-employed in a way, you know, depending on how they're handling their business. And it's not something that's easy to find that information, you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean that the moment you search online, what do mental health counselors typically make in a year doesn't mean that those numbers are accurate too, you know, it, they are probably not. If you're in private practice, it's your own life. It's your own business. You are going to handle way different than another person will handle it, you know, and the opportunities are endless at that point i mean <laughs> you're not endless but there's a lot more opportunity in private practice you're not really stuck on a salary that you're going to be paid every year so yeah so that's what i started to notice you know with mental health counselors and with others in the field as well and i'm going to talk a little bit about that too just kind of give you some numbers in general for social workers marriage and family therapists and psychologists you know just kind of talk about the average percentage that you're expected to grow and things like that. So similar to mental health counselors, social workers can help people solve and cope with problems in their everyday lives in various settings. Social workers can work in mental health clinics, schools, hospitals, and private practice. They access clients' needs, they respond to, they respond to crisis, they develop programs, in services in communities, hospitals, and other healthcare groups, such as you know, hospice or long-term care facilities. 
but again, also they are able to work in private practice and provide counseling and therapy services to, to people, you know, depending on the state they're in and the procedures for each specific state, they're able to do that, you know. Social workers, you know, along with mental health counselor, they also expect much faster than average growth, you know, in the next 10 years. So it's actually a 12% increase, which still consider faster than average. Um, when we spoke about mental health counselors, we expected them to grow 25% in 10 years. Uh, social workers expect 12% increase in jobs um, in that field, you know? So that's still very good. Again, mental health in general is growing in all aspects of it, not just for mental health counselors. You know, in general, mental health is growing. Um, marriage and family therapists are very similar. And they also work with individuals, couples, and families in different settings, you know? Typically, when you hear marriage and family therapy, therapists, you believe that that's all that they can do. They just see couples and deal with family issues. And that's really not true. Um, I learned from my experience with a marriage and family therapist that they access all aspects of your life, you know, uh, even mental health problems as well, uh, anxiety and things like that. They, they do have that experience. Uh, I think marriage and family therapists, they just understand the dynamics of the family better and how something in the family can impact your, something outside of the family or how something outside of the family can impact your family. I feel like that's really what their, their field it's, it's, is, you know. Um, they basically bring a family-centered perspective treatment uh, even when dealing with individuals, you know. So even when dealing with individuals' anxiety and things like that, they, they kind of bring more of a family-centered, you know, uh, treatment plan. They evaluate family roles and development to understand how clients' families affects their mental health. So they address issues such as low self-esteem, stress, addiction, and even substance abuse. So way deeper than just family and marriage and family. And this field also is expected to grow in the next 10 years. So the US Bureau of Statistics predicts a 16% uh, growth in the next 10 years. And that's much faster than average, you know, similar to mental health counselors and social workers as well. Psychologists, as we know, uh, also provide counseling and you know therapy to individuals and families in different settings as well um and they've also expected you know an extreme amount of growth in the next 10 years you know compared to other fields so they expect actually an average of eight percent which still as fast it's, it's, it's still considered as fast as average but that's still really good growing it's still good you know it, it just shows that across the board all mental health professionals are growing you know including uh, psychologists marriage and family social workers and mental health counselors so my prediction and as the reason to why psychologists are are not growing you know faster than average compared to like marriage and family and social workers and counselor you know as the u.s statistics have given us here my again this is my perspective <laughs> what i think uh what i think is the reason behind it is because these other fields these master level clinicians uh that are able to provide similar 
counseling and therapy sections to individuals, uh, they're affecting the growth of psychologists because not everybody needs to, to go into a, a psychologist who may have higher training or, you know, depending on the state that you're in, most of the time, most of the time, psychologists need an actual doctor's degree, you know, in order to practice. So, um, <laughs> I think that's the reason, you know, people are just choosing to go to these other clinicians for their needs, you know, and, and psychologists is, it's not growing as much as the other ones, but it's still growing as fast as average. So, so it's, it's amazing to see the, the growth that all of these fields have um, and will have, you know, for the next 10 years or even more than that. Um, of course, these are predictions, you know, just based on how the job market has been uh, moving along the last years. But it really does show that mental health has a lot, you know, has a bright future ahead. There's uh, an extreme demand for it. People are more, you know, interested in talking about these things. People are more comfortable talking about these things. And there's just a large demand for it. It's more accessible than ever. As, as I mentioned with the, the growth um, uh, technological advancements and technological services for, uh, for therapy, you know, it, it just becomes much more, much easier to, to access mental health and mental health therapists and counselors. So not always you have to, as we've learned, you know, there's apps that provide texting services as well. So to the newer generation that are comfortable texting and prefer texting, or for those, or people in general who don't have as much time on their hands, you know, just being able to talk to someone, uh, it's really, really awesome, you know? And, and it just shows the that there is a bright, future ahead as I said and um, it shows a lot of promise to mental health counselors, social workers, marriage and family therapists and others in this field. So it's really exciting <laughs> to be part of it and uh, experience the, this growth at first hand and uh, of course I'm, I'm just a guy <laughs> that just finished my first semester of school and uh, I know 2022 is around the corner and you know, I'm excited to start my second semester soon, but I can see the potential of this field and it, it makes me even more excited, you know. Um, I'm in it to help people. I, it's been my goal. Uh, I notice how important it is to take care of ourselves early on, uh, you know, as I had my own difficulties in life and as I noticed how some people didn't understand how to handle theirs. So it's exciting to be part of it. It's exciting to see that our society doesn't think mental health is something that should be not talked about. It's exciting to 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 see it grow and continue to grow, you know, in the years to come. So, um, yeah, in, in general, uh, I'm going to be talking about this probably more often as I as I see the job market when you know or when I'm looking for my internships and uh, how much clients I see and things like that. I'm sure we're going to be revisiting this topic in uh, in the near future. But uh, so far, that's really kind of where I want to wrap things up today. Um, you know, it, the goal of this episode was really just to inspire those already in the field, you know, that this is a great place to be in. There's, um, there's a bright future ahead for all of us. 
and for those that are looking to join this field in the future or maybe you're in the process of looking for a school now I, I remember you know it was around this time last year that I kind of started thinking about my school it happens to me every year every time <laughs> getting close to the new year I go in this whole reflection mode and start thinking what am I gonna do the following year and it was around this time where I was considering my next step in, in my master's program so uh, for those of you that are looking for that now and you're considering entering one of these fields either again mental health counselor which which is still a, a newer profession compared to these other ones you know uh, but anyone in general looking to join this field you're in the right path it's a great future ahead and if you if you're if it's your goal to help people and you know you feel like you're gonna be good at it I'm sure that's like the first step you need <laughs> to be a counselor to be a good counselor you know everything else comes comes with it with hard work and dedication every everything else will will follow and you'll be just fine so uh, especially in a field with such good predictions ahead so thank you so much for sticking around i hope you enjoy it uh please connect with me again on instagram that's at student.counselor.podcast if you just search for student po uh, student counselor podcast you should, you should see it in there uh give me a follow let me know where you are in your journey what do you think the future looks like for for this field um and, and just let me know uh just connect with me <laughs> that's all i want just looking to connect with other students or others there are going to be students soon so thank you very much again hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please follow it subscribe it share it with someone else i don't know <laughs> whatever it is that you want uh and i look forward to speaking with you again soon thank you have a great day